Hello and welcome to NOLO Time, episode 62. My name is Soviet Bless and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, NOLO Time? Good to have you here with us for episode 62. Excited for another fun one. Obed, it's good to see you, brother. Feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know, dude. Again, it's like it's like repeating each week. It's like, dude, what the hell's going on? We're up to we're up to our you know, up to our eyes submerged in in work, but we will make it. We're almost there, Joel. We just keep running. We're I know. I th- keep running. I think, dude. Seriously, considering how busy we are with work and life and all that stuff, I'm still amazed that we can still pull off the, a weekly show. That's right. We care about you guys. We care about this stuff. Oh, yes, seriously, we do. We do care about this. It's like even even if you feel it, like I don't feel like doing it, but then it's like you feel like doing the show and doing something different just to break out of the craziness of the week. Oh, and it's just a good time. I agree. Yeah, seriously. But Joel, what you up to, man? Yeah, um, I've been busy watching some good TV recently. Uh, I've been watching Amazon's Jack Ryan um, that premiered this last week. Um, they actually dropped all the episodes at once, so I thought it would be one of those deals where um, you know I, I didn't know how it was going to be. Like, if it was going to be a weekly thing, like a Hulu drops them, or if it would be like Netflix. I honestly don't watch um, a lot of Amazon originals in honesty. Um, so it's cool they dropped all the episodes. I am up to the fourth episode now. Uh, it's really solid. Um, they, they, they've really done a great job on uh, taking Tom Clancy's materials and translating it to the big screen in a non-kooky, um, a non-cash-grab you know cash grab action thriller kind of way. It's, it's a genuine uh, story, genuine characters. Uh, again, I'm not done with it, so I don't know fully where it goes. But from everything I've seen, and and I, even you know seeing what other people have reviewed who have watched the full thing online, fans are raving about it. It makes sense. Actually, as I'm saying this, I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm looking at uh, this is one of the bottles I got from Comic Con with Jack Ryan. They had from there, but they paid so much money at Comic Con to promote this thing. Uh, I I've been said it a few times on the show, but they paid ridiculous amount of money and. I think it's 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 solid. It makes it's gonna make a lot of uh, success for Amazon, I'm sure, and it already has. Uh, and the funny thing is, before it even actually came out, they already greenlit it for a season two. They knew they had something really quality on their hands. And I would highly recommend anybody out there if you have some time, if you have an Amazon Prime account, go ahead and watch this show. It's well worth your time. If you're a Tom Clancy fan, you'll be very impressed. It's it's a quality show. Yep, um, the Affleck movies were good when Ben Affleck played with Jack Ryan. Uh, those were good. There was a couple of Harrison Ford. Those were good too. I watched that last one that came out with Chris Pine. Chris Pine, right? yeah. Chris Pine and Keira Knightley were in that movie. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't a terrible movie. I don't, I know that movie sort of bombed because yeah. uh, like a lot of people didn't go see it, and you know, reviews were sort of like in the mediocre sort of range. But at the same time, I watched it and I was like, oh, it's not, not, not a bad movie. I kind of enjoyed it. So um, good to see that they are for sure, man, spending that money on that advertising. Because Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I, I watched uh, both Raw and SmackDown this week, and it was like all over the WWE time. So th- those commercials are really out there. And it looks good. Uh, it looks good. So I can't, can't complain. If it's great TV, that's awesome, man. Yeah, Amazon's definitely building that TV studio with some yeah. quality stuff. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I I know they're gonna be they're gonna be a big hitter in a, in a couple of years. Like, what do you think about with the success of this show, assuming that it continues to succeed and does really well? What do you think about them adapting other Tom Clancy material? I mean, Jack Ryan is just one of many. Uh, they they definitely could. Um, and there's other like action, you know, suspense spy writers out there um, that that would I think would be beneficial for them to get into a sort of you know this sort of like TV. Um, uh, space, especially online, you know, with Amazon or Netflix. So that I think I think it's a good thing. Uh, there's definitely space for, you know, the the Tom Clancy TV universe to grow. So uh, absolutely, uh, I'm I'm all for it, man. I I love that sort of thing, that sort of like spy thriller and whatnot. I always thought to myself that that would be the best thing to happen to something like Metal Gear. It would be adapting adapting metal gear into like a tv thing but at the same time you know you have you do have condensed stories that you know have end caps so you know movies would would probably be better although you know times constraints may be an issue but but i would think that would be a great format for something like metal gear and they don't nef necessarily have to go with like the infiltration type of thing because there's so much politics and so much you know geopolitical drama happening in metal gear that i think they would make a good tv show but um, yeah, yeah, this uh, Jack Jack Ryan, uh, it's a you know it's a great you know Tom Clancy property, and there's definitely things that they can adapt um, and make this uh, you know basically a TV universe. So yeah, sure. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see a future for it. But uh, Obed, what have you been up to? I think you've uh, had a little new um, obsession going on, so, dude. All right, so I'm I'm. I mean, I mean, deep with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> so, all right. Oh, so I got the the HD remakes and uh, or and not HD remakes. I'm sorry, that's the Capcom term for HD re-releases. But the HD remaster uh, that came out for PS4. So, um, I talked about playing Birth by Sleep, and that was good, and I enjoyed it. And I played one, finished it, and that was good. I mean, it was actually better than I remember the game being. And and here's the here's the big thing that happened to me over the weekend because we had a long weekend last um, this past weekend, right? So I had a, a pretty decent amount of time for myself so I can go in and, and play some games. So I started playing Kingdom Hearts two, and I remember I. I Last time I played Kingdom Hearts 2 was back in 2007, so it's been 11 years. So I played it a couple of months after it came out on PS2, and I played it, finished it. I did everything that was that was to do in the game, so I actually 100% the game on PS2, and then never you know never went back. And and I remember it being an improvement over Kingdom Hearts 1, and especially talking in PS2 because they really fixed all of the a lot of the technical stuff that was happening with the game uh, a lot of the control issues camera issues uh, the frame rate um, a lot of those things got addressed so i remember the game being better than kingdom hearts one because of that but i started playing too over the weekend and joel dude, kingdom hearts 2 is a freaking good game dude it's good like this like this so i i remember the first one being better I remember that I played the first one and, I, and it was actually better than I remembered it. So when I played two, it was like, this is actually 
a really good game. Nice. So so I am really excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. Like really excited. <laughs> Cuz uh, man and it's it's great. Like it's a great game. Like overall, it's it's one of those things right you there's there's great examples of these things. There's like, you know, Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 1, uh, you know, objectively is not a good game whatsoever. But then you go to Street Fighter 2 and the improvements they they made made the game into a masterpiece. I mean, it's not that sort of level, but the amounts of, the amount of improvements that they actually made not to just technical stuff like polygon count and frame rate and whatnot. I'm I'm not complaining about frame rate on the PS4 version because it runs at 60 on all um all the games, you know, uh, Birth by Sleep, one, uh two, and uh I oh one thing I did started playing the card game uh that came out on GBA and got a PS2 remake um Chain of Memories and and I didn't like it. I played for like like an hour and I just I, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the combat. I know it's good, so I just went to YouTube and watched the cinematics on it. <laughs> I cheated because I was I, I really not I I was not I never I wasn't able to get into the gameplay man. So it, it didn't click. I know it's good. Like it's not bad. I, I'm not saying it's a bad game because it's not. But it, uh, but to me personally, it just doesn't doesn't click with me. But then two is like the combat improvements. Uh, everything is so good that first three hours of kingdom hearts 2 phenomenal uh, they're so good and then you start doing the worlds and then you and then the improvements they made on the gummy ship and everything else so really good so man i am 100 percent super pumped for kingdom hearts 3 and i know that there was an extended demo uh or or a demo that happened over the weekend at pax and and I haven't watched any of it because like I don't want to watch any Kingdom Hearts three. I'm good. I'll, I'll buy it and I'll play it. You know, I know it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually you know I'm not much of a Kingdom Hearts person myself, but I am. I was on the record saying it during uh, E3, like the stuff that I saw from it. And mind you, I don't think they can put together a trailer that well historically. Uh, these guys, no. but <laughs> what I saw was enough to make me actually want and actually go pick up this and i've not played any of the other ones so i actually may jump in myself so and i was actually talking to someone else recently about kingdom Hearts. so i think this game is going to perform well when it comes out yeah like the even like it's 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 again it's it's a complex story like the kingdom hearts one the best the the strongest point on kingdom hearts one is that you can understand the story and you can understand what's going on um but then i mean you if you want to go deeper then you would pay play birth by sleep and then because birth by sleep being a, a prequel to kingdom hearts one and then chain of memories is a it's a prequel of kingdom hearts 2 although that cg intro for kingdom hearts 2 it actually reek so all right so it, talk about a masterpiece of an intro i'm <laughs> gonna keep going man so uh talk about a masterpiece of an intro so the intro the cg intro on cage 2 it's it's a recap of kingdom hearts 1 and a, and a very small fraction of chain of memories that you can actually understand what's happening and then the, and then you jump into kingdom hearts 2 and then it's it, again if you guys haven't played it and if you if you're into disney and you know and if you're into final fantasy you should definitely 
play Kingdom Hearts. Like if if you're if you're not into like Disney and Final Fantasy, but if you're if you're into Disney or Final Fantasy, even even if you do it like that, I I would highly recommend it because it's really good. So um, I am amazed that all those that game holds up because it's it's rare when you find a game that you know, especially not not necessarily PS2 games normally hold up pretty good. When you go back to PS1 and 64, that's when you have some issues, you know, Saturn definitely. Uh, but just going into a PS2 game and playing it is like, yo, this holds up. It's like it's been 11 years since the game came out and, and it holds up as, you know, as, as well as a, you know, a game that would be out right now. So it's really good. So I am, I am, dude, I was like, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm in again. It's crazy. It's crazy. It. Uh, That's yeah. wonderful. No, I, I'm uh, and, and I get I get excited for this stuff. And I, I'm a, I'm a Disney nerd. I was like, I don't have a, a, some of my Disney stuff here, but I have some Disney, uh, a bunch of other Disney stuff um, that I've collected through the years. But it's 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 to me, it's just so good. And the gameplay, it's just not. It's just it's satisfying gameplay. It's good story. Of course, you got you know. There's some voice acting here and there. It's it's kind of choppy, especially from the Square characters. But the Disney characters, it's like you need you don't need to worry about any of the Disney characters because they're uh, voiced by the the uh, the people that um, that you know the voice actors that that play those characters um, for the Disney movies. In some cases, you know the the Beast has the same voice. Uh, a lot of the you know uh, you know like Donald, Goofy, Mickey, Minnie, all those guys, they all have the same voice actor as um, the you know disney properties uh again the square some characters was like that you know some someone would make like a like a like um the genie it's like it's like well that that is not robin williams and you can tell you know it's like so you got not robin williams and it's fine i mean he does a fine job but he's not robin williams uh so you have your disney characters like that but for the most part everyone's you know in their characters um, and I could go on and, and talk about this game, man. But uh, yeah, highly recommend it, Joel. If you find that uh, the the 1.5, 2.5 collection for, for a decent price, you know, I think I paid. Um, oh, I didn't pay for it. My wife bought it for me, but I think it was like 30 bucks. For, so oh, that's it's good. Totally worth it, dude. Yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah. That's great. I think I saw it at GameStop used for like 20. Um, but, you know, it's it's getting a little harder to find new. But I know that Best Buy still carries it, and if you you know see it on a sale or something, just uh, it, it's it's you do have plenty of content because you'll have you know at least sixty hours of content, so it's it's not bad. Nice, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that, uh, Joe. But one thing that we're both pumped for because of Infinity War left us hanging, and that. Uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> in that uh, post-credit scene was Captain Marvel, and we've talked about it. There's some leaked images here and there. We talked about the costume. We talked about stuff. Uh, but Joe, finally, yesterday we had our first look at Captain Marvel. Take it away, man, because I know that you're pretty pumped for this. <laughs> wow! Uh, I didn't see this dropping anytime soon i thought that maybe we would wait towards either new york comic-con or around uh you know maybe a little bit around thanksgiving-ish timeline but i'm very happy to see that the full promotion is is in is in full swing 
Captain Marvel looks great. Uh, I think my biggest concern going into this was her costume based off of the leaked images, and we talked about it here on the show a while back. However, we have to understand that the initial leaked images that come out was from an actual uh, test shoot. It wasn't um, them filming her for, for anything in particular. It was just a test shoot, costume fitting as well. So, uh, But with that all being said, I think that they purposely put this image out there to show us she's going to wear her traditional costume. She looks like Captain Marvel. We've got it right. We understand what we're doing. And that's what I needed to hear. I needed to see that. I needed to understand that they got it right, that they're keeping it traditional in that sense of who Captain Marvel is. With that being said, there's a lot of different stuff that we saw with this Entertainment Weekly um, push for Captain Marvel. More than just the headline big money shot of her in her traditional costume, we also get uh, some other shots of Ronan the Accuser, which we knew he was coming back into there. Really happy about that. Yeah, I know some too. people didn't like him in Guardians. I, I actually liked him. I liked him I, a I, lot. I he was dude. good, so I'm happy to see him back. Yeah, I definitely liked him a lot. That was uh, it, it was disappointing because I really liked the character. But the, the he, he his development was not great in Guardians, um, because they were doing there, there was they tried to pack in so much in the first Guardian Guardians movie that you know some of his exposure got got lost in it. But I'm happy to see this back because I really like the character. Right, I, I agree. I think it's it's going to be a much more positive exposure for him, um, for people to maybe understand his character more and 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 appreciate more of who he is in, in the first Guardians movie. And not only is he back, uh, we also have uh, Digimon Hansu who's back as Koroth the Pursuer, which is awesome too to have him back as another uh, major Marvel character in, in the universe that also kind of went away after the first Guardians movie. So it's cool to see his existence for a while back in this movie that takes place in the 90s. Yep. We also got a really cool shot of Sam Jackson, you know, younger Sam Jackson, uh, you know, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury. With toys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's got eyes, guys. He's got both his eyes. And... Uh, the other one that also stands out to me is Jude Law standing next to her. Obviously, they've got their traditional uh, Kree costumes on, which is why we saw that green costume on her to begin with. Remember, guys, the origin story of Captain Marvel, without me going into detail, is that she gets a blood transfusion from a Kree alien. Um, I believe that Jude Law's character, who has been a mysterious character, not been uh, said who exactly he's been cast as. Obviously, we see him wearing the Kree, a Kree costume. I have the belief that he is the original uh, Marvel. I, I believe think that he is Marvel. I think I've already said that that was his character. Actually, no. He's been dancing around in an interview mm -hmm. that just came out recently. But, I mean, okay. I think we all yeah we content, you know, we get it. But, yeah, I, I believe that, that that's got to make sense for his character. It's, it's amazing that they're packing. I was talking to someone else about this the other day. It's amazing that they're actually packing in the Scroll Cree War. We get to look at the, the scrolls. But to pack yeah. that into this one movie, that's massive, Obed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, this movie's going gonna, gonna to be packed. And, 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 we can, and we can assume that in some way or, an, or another, Thanos is going to be in this movie. Uh, I, would, either, I would hope so. I think they have to link it somehow um, because this is like the missing link between. You know, uh, Infinity War and whatever the next Avengers movie is, and they have to make sense of why she is the one that's contacted at the end of the movie. 
So absolutely, they they need to they they're somewhere in there. Thanos is is in the movie. I mean, I could I'm not gonna guarantee it, but in somewhere or another, either his name is dropped something. It was like I I, I agree. I agree. It makes Ronan, sense. I hope Ronan would go, would go. Maybe Ronan would go like, "Whoa, you know, if I don't do this thing, Thanos is gonna freaking kill me." You know, yeah. even even if it's by name, name uh, drop. Yeah, it's, he has to be in there somewhere, somewhere. But the, it looks good. Like the costume looks great, man. I, and I, I had a conversation with you before this image came out or anything. Uh, I had talked to you and said, um, you know, Obed, I was like, man, I'm trying not to get too excited about this like too soon because I haven't seen anything about it. I've only heard rumors, stuff we see on the Internet. You know, it doesn't really mean much, you know, but just just being excited just for this character. We know that she's coming. And I told you, Obed, I said, like, I'm trying I'm trying not to get too excited, but, you know, I won't be surprised if it's better than Wonder Woman. You stopped me in the middle. and You said, Joel, Marvel's going to make sure that this movie's better than Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm like, dude, you know something? You're probably right when you say that. Yeah, I think they're they're going all out. Yeah, they, yeah, because I mean, they they know they know their strengths and they know the other guy's weaknesses. And I think Wonder Woman was a great movie. It had its problems, but it was great. No, it's a great. Yeah, exactly. Now knock on it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that they're gonna make sure it's like, you know, this this is the female superhero. Yeah, you know? yeah. I I, and, I completely agree with that. They're put a lot of money into this. I've heard people who said they're on set reading scripts. It's amazing or whatever. Reaction has been positive. They put this out to see reactions. I'd have to imagine with New York Comic Con around the corner, we'll get a trailer. I think so too. Yeah, especially now that today Marvel announced that they will be at New York Comic Con. So I know. Um, like, gosh, the one year I'm not going. <laughs> like, come <laughs> on, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know that they're, they're, they're playing you, Joel. Playing, uh, playing you like a damn fiddle. I know, guys. Come on, Marvel. Uh, but but it looks great. It looks great. Uh, costume looks great. The scrolls look like Piccolo from Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> so uh, I see. I've seen some memes already um, because they do. They do look look a lot like Piccolo. It's yeah. you know the green, the green skin with the pointy ears and the purple suit. It's it's Piccolo, man. It's 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 really funny. They kept it looking very traditional to the way the scrolls they, looked they in, in the comics. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, I mean, the 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 scrolls kind of sort of look like a green goblin thing because, and I think it's because of the of the uh, of the coloring of the that they used in the comics. Uh, they they sort of look like um, green goblin, but no, they they look good. They look good, and yeah. you know, Ron, Ronan looks the same. Um, yeah, I I have zero issues with the movie. This movie so far, man, I'm I'm pretty excited. I know. Try not to get too hyped, but Obed, I think Marvel's going for uh going for the bazooka with this. Oh, yeah, they're 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 going all out. You know, you know that they're they're not they're not playing around, man. They're not they're not they're done they're not, done playing around. Not a game for them. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but Joe, uh, let's we'll we'll do some uh some jumping over to DC now. And uh, we have some pretty big news um, this week that Henry Cavill, uh, DC's Superman, it, it was cast as Geralt, Geralt of Rivia for the Witcher TV series for, that Netflix is working on. Uh, this is huge. He actually showed interest a couple, I, th I don't know, I think it was either last week or the week before. He so said, I was like, hey, I would love to play Geralt. And then <laughs> today it just came out. It's like, yeah, he, he's in. So absolutely zero issues with this casting choice um he's a he's a good looking dude 
he's gonna make sure that uh that he looks good on on that netflix screen man (laughs) (laughs) especially with all the stuff quote unquote that happens in uh the witcher you know it's uh, it i think the witcher is sort of like uh the polish version of game of thrones almost so um that's so, a good comparison yeah no seriously uh so we'll see i mean there's a lot more creatures and more magic i think but uh it's uh, i think it's a fair comparison i agree i agree yeah. this is interesting news to me um because like you mentioned this is something that he himself actually said that he wanted to be a part of uh apparently it's like a bit of passion project for him actually like he actually genuinely likes this franchise so i'm assuming he's a gamer of some kind uh probably read read the books too i read the books too exactly same um so i think it's cool just because like you said i mean he, he he can easily give a cool mix to this character on screen uh, I know people want Mads Mikkelsen to play him, but I think Cavill is, is a great. Oh no! Because yep. he he looks young, and they can easily put the white, you know, hair, and it just kind of it's a little more believable in this fantasy world, right? Yeah, exactly. You need to understand that girl's not old because his exactly. hair is white. It's like you know, Sephiroth is not old because his hair is you know white or silver it's you know it's part of the yeah we're going really shreddy right here, here now we're going, shreddy, we're going we're going to get to shreddy territory over here uh <laughs> you have to understand this is like part of like magic lore and all this stuff and, and absolutely uh, you know, white hair being associated with you know elitism and you know all this stuff so that's that's part of it uh but uh, i think he's a great casting choice uh he he I think that if they keep it like quote unquote European, uh, he would do great. You know, he doesn't have to fake an accent and he just is just himself playing, you know, a, a hunky, uh, a monster hunter, basically. So it, it, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm all, all on board for this thing, man. And I'm definitely going to watch it when it comes out because it, I'm oh, really yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's going to be Netflix. I'm de- very interested to see what this is going to be so now the thing that i want to address in relation to this is like you're talking about this being a dc thing i'm sure you a bit saw online a lot of dc fanboys going crazy over this because they're like what does this mean about superman yeah guys you gotta understand um right now as things stand between 2018 and going into 2019 there is literally no production going involved with the superman character you have birds of prey that's going to be in production you've got this uh the batman movie that's in production uh and there's another movie i'm forgetting now oh the the joker movie it's in production literally nothing to do with his character and if you think about it why is he gonna wait a whole year just sitting on the sidelines and do no projects it makes no sense for him he's gonna want to get himself out there and do work and get paid and he should but the other part about it is also thinking about what's the last performance he did for dc that was superman in justice league and he got a lot of slack because of the whole mustache debacle i think he wants to kind of distance himself from that like he did with mission impossible great job in that movie uh and you know it's also a situation where should he should he come back for a project he will have negotiating power with warners to say i want to know what's up i want to know what you guys actually have planned for your future projects because i'm not going to just jump into this thing and then make you guys make me look like a fool or something he's a smart guy i think 
Yeah, he's not waiting for for Warner to just go around and just give him, you know, the the go ahead on on Superman. You know, the guy's got a guy's got to eat. You know, just that's plain and simple. You know, he's an actor; he needs to find work. And I think this is potentially, you know, a a, a three four season series. He being the main character of of it, uh, you know, he's got pretty much like job security for the next four years, four or five years. Yeah. You know, come on, man! It's a no-brainer. If you're yeah, an actor, yeah. If you're an actor and you and you land a, a you know a Netflix deal, do you you have you have the next four or five years already you know set? And I, I don't know what sort of I don't know how many episodes they're going to do by season. Judging by you know other Netflix franchises, probably going to be like a a ten to thirteen episode thing. So we'll see. Uh, I'm really excited, man. I, I'm really pumped. So. Yeah, good for him. I think good news. DC fanboys, chill out. It's gonna be okay. But good news all around. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he's needed, they'll they'll uh, you know shine shine the light in the sky and it's gonna show up. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Nice one. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I I don't know. DC. Uh, uh, I'm still. I'm still like. I don't know where those guys are, are going with their franchises. Did you hear the news this week about the Ben Affleck script? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, so um, so one of the DC directors for um, their animated stuff, I believe, uh, he actually got to read Ben Affleck's The Batman script. That, that was the original right for him. And he said it was the best Batman script he ever read. Really? Yeah. Which is really interesting. I mean, we know Ben Affleck's a great writer. Um, the guy did Argo and like yeah. won an Oscar for directing, writing, and everything above. So, I mean, we know he's a smart guy. So, it's interesting to see what it, what his take would have been, the what could have been, the what could, you know, what 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 might have been kind of situation. Man, now I'm super depressed because I, I don't even know if he's gonna be back. Yeah, and, and probably not. Note, yeah, and to note that there is a, an awesome Batman script out there that he did. And we may not be able to see it at all. That's that's super depressing. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that he gets better. Seriously. Yeah, of you course. Know, he, he gets the help he needs, and um, hopefully, DC slash Warner don't you know just cut him loose. You know, give him another chance. He he probably deserves the the chance. I mean, he proved that he can pull off being Batman and Bruce Wayne in a in a very good way. So. Um, hopefully he can be back on those. All right, Joe. PS2. We know that the PS2 near and dear to our hearts. I just talked about it. What's up? We're in the hearts amongst other uh, games, including Metal Gear Solid 3, which is my favorite game of all time. Uh, production ended back in 2012, but if you didn't know, if you didn't know this, guys, um, the Sony in Japan has been supporting the PS2, and that's about the end. So they just announced that basically had the uh, uh, customers had until August thirty first to fill out the application, and until September seventh to send in their devices, and, and that was it. End of support. End of life. It's done. Bury it. Good night, sweet prince. And PS2 is is um, out of commission, 100%. Joel, uh, I know that a lot of people get surprised with this, but I remember 
back in the 90s i think the nes um when the nes was around i think if i'm not wrong the support for the nes lasted um up until around the n64 days so it was it was in support until like 1996 or something like that um maybe even later than that but yeah man it was uh it was uh, it was supported for 18 years man this is i mean it's still the highest selling console of all time so you know yeah i, I love playstation 2 i mean generally speaking i've had a great relationship with playstation through the years but playstation 2 is one of those consoles that's also very near and dear to the heart just because of what it was setting out to accomplish what a jump between playstation 1 and playstation 2 oh, what yeah. it was doing it just just marvelous for for the industry and really they really went for, for big stuff there and uh, i i remember opening up my playstation 2 and the, just the excitement and the joy of, of having that and i still have it right now it's in plastic it's it's good um i want to take it out i can i've got my games ready to go we're playing uh the Matrix Path of Neo, one one of the favorites on there. Uh, just, I mean, just the console around, just just solid. Uh, I, I feel sad to hear about this because it brings that nostalgia feeling of just thinking like, man, I really like that console. I really had some great experiences with it. It's the console still exists, it's just the support ending for it, and it's just the the thought of you know how we've moved on so far in in, in gaming. Um, so it's a cool like kind of. It's a cool story in the sense that causes us to have to reflect, right, on, on our on our past memories. Yeah. So I, I could we could spend a whole the rest of the whole episode just talking about our memories of PlayStation Two, and it, it's, it's 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 a solid console. Is what I'll say. Yeah, I I don't have mine. Mine died, but I still have the games that I a lot of the games that I had for it. I did trade in a bunch of them uh, when when the PS3 came out. Uh, not all. Because it was I mean, backwards compatible. The first PS3, the correct, yeah, right, yeah. So you can still play, you know, Final Fantasy XII and Devil May Cry three and all that stuff on on PS3 using the when it, when it was backwards compatible. So I'm still I'm still looking around, Joel. If I see if I see one in the wild that's in decent shape, I'll I'll probably get it. I was browsing actually eBay not too long ago looking for one. But what I saw was weird because it was kind of expensive. A lot of broken stuff, a lot of like for parts uh, stuff out there on eBay. So not not a lot of good stuff. And then whatever was good was being sold for about like 80, 100 bucks. So it was kind of expensive. Um, yeah. just, just go buy some random uh, garage sale or something and like some some mother that like you know the sun moved out many years ago <laughs> so that, you know, you'll just like find it for like 10 bucks or something dude i've been i've been thinking about it because uh my dad my dad my dad is a is a thrift store aficionado and and he and he said it's like man, it. I, yeah and he said it's like oh man i see this there was like a ps2 he calls me dude it's like there's oh there's like a ps2 in a box and i don't know i was like dude just buy it i'll pay it back <laughs> yeah you know, yeah yeah <laughs> it's like well you we know i remember like my dad my dad's retired so he just uh so basically he just just go to the thrift store just hangs around and watches for good stuff to pop in and, and he finds some freaking good deals man he actually bought a set of speakers not too long ago that um the speakers on retail for those speakers are 700 each huh and Steak. got them and got them for 35 bucks each and they were they were wrapped like they were new 
See, man, like, you can find good deals out there. We're gonna yeah. find you a PS2, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got, I gotta find me a PS2 for you, um, because I don't have, I don't have, and and I don't have my my release PS3 because I sold that because it died three times or twice or whatever, and I guess I was really upset about that. So when I got my replacements for Sony, I sold that one and bought a slim when when that happened. But yeah, man, uh, it definitely a. Uh, the end of an era for sure um but uh, you know it's not the end the end for ps4 joel because uh this week they are dropping a a small independent game uh called marvel spider-man uh and reviews are out joel reviews are out uh right now it is sitting at 87 on metacritic i don't see it getting lower than that because all all the major outlets are uh, are, are accounted for so at right now sitting at 87 on metacritic uh, a few perfects here and there um i think ign gave it like an um 8.7 or 8.6 something like yeah, that yeah, yeah um but most of uh most of the outlets are are over over nine you know eight nine ninety five i've seen a couple of perfect scores uh, i know that you're super excited for this dude and it looks great music to my ears this is exactly what I, I could have dreamt for to hear about for this game. I'm a huge Spider-Man guy. I've said it before on the show. Hearing this game be coming out, seeing all the stuff that's come for it, I've been hyped, hyped, hyped. Now it's getting recognition in the industry with reviews. It just sounds to me like I'm going to be locked into something for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> so I will be picking this guy up tomorrow. That That will be for sure. Yeah, you're not gonna get sick, are you? And not and, and call in to work. It's like, guy, a spider bit me, and I can't come to work today. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, I'm responsible. I'm responsible. <laughs> <laughs> you're adulting over there, man. With great power comes great responsibility. Uh, hey, you like that Spider-Man yeah, plug, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, no, you plugged it in real good, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really happy for them. Um, I'm sure uh, I'm not gonna pick it up tomorrow. Um, but I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch because I know that for sure this game's gonna be on sale on Black Friday because it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be one of the biggest game of the games of the year. So absolutely, I, I, know, I know it's gonna be on sale, and I will grab it yeah. uh, over the holidays most likely. Uh, but it looks really good. I don't know, Joel, if you had the opportunity to see the uh, Digital Foundry breakdown of uh, the performance breakdown. No, no, so, I did not. So, uh, you, but you heard about Puddlegate, right? I did. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, Puddlegate is basically uh, when the E3 2016 demo was shown, or 2016 or 17 was it last year or year before? That was I think 17. it was last year, right? Yeah, it was E3 last year. Yeah, when they showed the demo, they showed the demo, and and there was one different lighting, two a different texture to the suit, and three there was a puddle. Uh, like an extra p puddle in that area where the um, enemies were. So when they showed a comparison shot for from the in-game, uh, the you know the 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 in in-game build, the full build for the game, uh, the puddle was missing. The texture on the suit looked different. The lighting looks different. So people started saying, "Oh, graphics downgrade! Here we go, graphics downgrade! Oh my god!" And they started freaking out. Most of them were Xbox. 
Um, it, it wasn't <laughs> uh, seriously. Most of them, most of them were the Xbox fanboys saying, "I was like, oh, you guys suck. Look, graphics downgrade." It's like, and they they called they they called graphics downgrade, and they haven't even uh, and they they totally forgot about Crackdown. It looks like crap. Oh, so, shade of uh, it, shade, oh, that, dude. I'm I'm being honest. It is true though. So, um, they started talking about this, right? So when Digital Foundry, I was like, "All right, we're gonna talk about Puddlegate. Here we go." So Digital Foundry did the full tech analysis, and they found out that they actually upped the resolution across the board on PS3 and and on PS4 and PS4 Pro. Um, and that the that resolute that that suit that he's wearing, the texture is completely different, and that's why the light is reflecting different on the suit itself, but. They they said that overall, you know, it's an it's a, it does have a performance improvement over the E3 demo. So it was interesting to see, man, because they they pulled you know Digital Foundry. They're like they're the the big dogs when it comes to analyzing performance on games. You know, these guys are like frame by frame. This they are legit, amazing. Um, so good frame rate. You know, it's locked at thirty on on both platforms. Um, PS4, uh, it does have a dynamic resolution. So on PS4 Pro, it gets close to 4K. Uh, I think the lowest it runs is uh, around 4. In 40p, but performance is good, and the game looks um, the game looks really good on on both platforms. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm gonna not gonna lie to you a bit. Seeing uh, the PS4 Pro bundle out there, every time I see it, my hands get a little twitchy. Yeah, it was out again today, man. Get it because I'm like, it's it's not gonna play my movies in 4K, it's just to play my games in 4K, and it's Spider Man, but. Great park is great responsibility. I'm gonna hold on to my money and hold it out. But I tell you, <laughs> this man was tempted. No, I, I I was too. I was too. It's just that it's too bright. Like the red is too bright. Oh, for it's me. beautiful. I don't know. What you're talking I, about. I know. I know. I know. You. I know. You don't have a problem with it, man. But I find it. I find it too bright. And just to have like a bright red thing on my um, equipment cabinet, it's not gonna. Stand right out. I mean, it's gonna stand right out. Oh, come on! <laughs> I know. It's just, it's. I could be a salesman for this. You, you could. It's Spider Man. You can sell to anything. You can sell any. You can sell anything, Spider Man, to anyone. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's pride. Seriously. Um, but it, it looks again. Uh, if you have a chance, Joe, watch that video from Digital Foundry because they I do. Will. It's it's spoiler free, so they don't do any spoilers. Um, nice. But they do. They do show how they're um, coming up with sliders, sort of like a, a PC type of slider where you can, you know, you have a slider for motion blur, for HDR and film grain. And, you know, it's it's interesting to see how um, they're playing around with some of those options on, on console now. So um, very interesting to see. Um, go, go watch that uh, Digital Foundry analysis if you haven't seen it. Uh, highly recommend it. But yeah, game's nice. great. Game's great. So Sony's got like two big games this year that came out dude and um I'm, I'm, i think i think the last of us 2 is going to be summer next year um i think um um ghost of tsushima maybe late next year 
uh, Death Stranding, I'm going for spring 2020. So, or, Makes or sense. Yeah, or, or you know, there's so, spring 2020, or maybe maybe even later. Maybe that's a, cl- a cross-gen game come out for uh, PS5 and PS4. So Makes sense. Um, Joe, and the last bit of um, info that I have here, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I like to take dumps on Polygon and and, and some of their work. Um, You're a uh, huge fan. We're talking about. Uh, I don't know. They've had some personalities that are that <laughs> you know, journalists, video game journalists, and journalists, you know, and all these guys that uh, work at Polygon. Uh, or have worked in some cases um it, so i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of polygon and and when it comes to like their opinion pieces because i find them to be you know distracting if and, and we'll yeah. leave it at, we'll leave it at that i'm not going to go into politics um but um they revised the way that they are going to review games joel um, nice. They are. They're going to change that. They're going to basically give write an opinion piece on the game, uh, but they will not give it a final score. Um, so uh, we've seen some uh, outlets that have gone this route. Uh, the one that comes to mind is it's probably Kotaku and Destructoid. I mean. Those are the two other ones that I know they don't have a scoring system. They just have an opinion piece. It's like, is it worth me? Is it worth my time? Yes or no? Yes. And they will let you know at the end, you know, with a yes or no. I mean, it's it's a binary system when it comes to that. Uh, but just a, just a little quick of the uh, excerpt that they have on on the site. And um, just a, this is basically just a headline on the article. It's like games have changed since we launched Polygon. We're changing with them. We believe that the new strategy focusing on criticism and and curation um, will will serve our readers. We, uh, I have, I can't see the microphone right in the middle. Tongue tied. We'll we'll better see our readers. We'll better serve our readers than the serviceable. Than the serviceable but ultimately limited review reviews rubric that we ha- we've had for decades has functioned as a load bearing pillar of most for game pl- publications. And I'm sorry, I, I can't read for shit today. <laughs> it's uh, enough said there. But, I get it. Yeah, it's like you know they they're refocusing their strategy and uh, instead of going with uh, just a, a games uh, a, a scoring system they're going to focus on curation and criticism so uh what i understand with agile is that not every game is going to get reviewed so uh little little timmy's uh uh the procedurally generated game that may not be that great may not get a review uh but you know so but billy's procedurally generated independent game that's actually pretty good, may get a review. So that's the way I see it when it comes to curation. Um, I think this is good. Um, I think that, especially when it comes to game reviews, Joel, I, we scroll down to the bottom, right? We, we see the game's review, uh, it, and we just click on the page, and we immediately scroll down to the bottom to see the score. Um, I think that this is a, a way to... Uh, and 
entice the audience on on to read the article itself um I, and i think it's good i think it's great for the writers you know they get a exposure it's you know it's good for them uh at the same time they avoid a lot of the things saying oh this game is fantastic one of the games best games i've ever played gets an eight out of ten it's like wait what if it's one of the best games you've ever played why is it getting an eight not getting a ten you know they avoid this sort of you know trope that that goes around video game review sites um so i think this is a step in the right direction i may check out some of the polygon stuff that comes out with this new review system i have mixed feelings about this i see the positives but i also see some potential negatives down the line uh, i think that like you said obed it causes you to have to really take the long approach with it you're gonna have to read through to really understand where this this person's review is coming from rather than just looking at it as a number as if it's above this number it's good if it's below this number it's just a bad game but really understanding the 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 theology behind it you know from people who are or in the industry and whatnot and so i think there's just positives to that that long road kind of approach to really um grasp you know what someone's saying it's it's almost the same equivalence of you know you can hear somebody or you can read something on twitter that's a quote that somebody said and it's taken out of context right like oh somebody says something whatever and it's like well th did you hear the entirety of it you know and and then you could fully understand if you read the whole article you'd actually get it it's similarly i feel like with this where it's like people yeah. would just see a number and they wouldn't really understand fully the the thought process behind it where in this situation now you're forced to have to really understand where they're coming from yeah w with that being said where i think the negative in this could, could come into play obed is the times where you know you could almost become too political you could almost be in a sense of sometimes saying this game's good but it's this game's good but this game's bad that you can write yourself in a review in a way of saying like I'm on the edge with this game I'm in the middle and you know I like people who are straight shooters if you personally didn't like it and that doesn't mean I have to not like it because you didn't like it but I just like it in the sense where when you you kind of you get somebody who says their whole opinion says how they feel and all this stuff but at the end you're like give me a number give me something that tells me like for you it was on this scale I feel like for me it's a little bit more straight shooting in some situations I feel like that is necessary where i feel like this could be an opportunity for them to kind of waltz their way around certain things when it comes to reviews in general again i think for the most part it's a positive but i could see where it can become a negative in certain instances and can almost be be laughed upon just because it's like we don't really understand what this fully means because it's i've seen it with movie reviews i mean i've seen it with stuff where it's like people are like oh this this actor is really great but this whole thing is not really is is not that good but you know you should probably give us some time to watch it but you know if you're really gonna struggle with this this and this like are you saying the movie's good or are you saying the movie's bad it can always be the same way with with this Again, grain of salt. I think it's just—it's a review at the end of the day, right? You—you you should be just looking at the opinion and make a decision for yourself. Don't go watch a movie just because someone else says go watch the movie. You know, you might have to watch it. But same thing with these games. I, I think that that's where it could be a negative a little bit. Yeah, I think the big big thing on this one is that Polygon is it's notable for politicizing a lot of stuff. 
and that's my my only concern that I have is that they can you know they will they will try to write a review of it of a video game as it's you know news on I don't know the economy. Oh and, yeah, sure. And and that you know you run into that issue. Um, that being said, um, I'm I'm going to definitely check out the uh, first part of you know whatever reviews they do with the news with this new system. I'll give them a chance. You know, uh, uh, I've I've known that I never liked Polygon that much because they were a little bit biased at times. Um, and then after you know some you know gaming controversy event that happened a few years ago that i'm not even going to even mention by name uh, happened and 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 polygon was a big part of you know putting stuff out there and pushing certain people that claim to be experts in video games and were not and were that just we're trying to impose their beliefs and that was a big problem that that polygon had a couple of years ago so um I, I, that being said i'm still willing to give them a chance i, I agree with you that in some cases uh, just to see a, a score would be great uh, i like giant bombs five star system because it's not even a number that's great it's like you know it's like five stars it's phenomenal four stars is great three stars is okay two stars is may one star is terrible you know and that's yeah. that's yeah. fine you know that's that's how that's how uh you know, it, it's simple, easy to read, easy to understand, uh, no frills, and, and it works for them. So um, I, li I think that's the one that I like the most is the five-star system versus a numbering. Like IGN, right? Because I, and, and <laughs> it gets me because IGN still, the, they do like the eight point, like like with Spider-Man, 8.6 or whatever the score was. It's a math it's equation. Like, All right, why, why not a nine? Why not an 8.5? You know, I have an issue with the point sixes. Like, like if it, like if it's, like if it, like it, seriously. All right. So tell me, tell me, Spider Man, is it an eight point five or is it a nine? It's like it's an eight point seven three three four one nine. I mean, it's not, you know, Pythag. This is not Pythagoras. This is, you know, game reviews. <laughs> but at that point, I mean, I don't know about you, Obed, but whenever I see that. I use what I learned in school, which is you round up, right? Like it's yeah. leaning past the 8.5. So it's already now got that point basically rounded up to a nine, Run right? I mean, like it's like, why is it not saying reflecting that? Yeah. So IGN needs to review their system for sure. Like it's either an, an, a, a 0.5 or a whole point. Don't do yeah. this. This 8.3. It was like, why, why is it an 8 point? I mean, it's you're keeping it from being an 8.5. Why? It's it's like that infamous review yeah. from uh, that uh, IGN review for that Pokemon game where they uh, one of the minuses was too much water, uh, <laughs> and you know it became a meme. It was like, what too much water? What the heck is this? And then you get a minus, and you get you know it's seven point five on the game or whatever. So I do have a problem with IGN's scoring system. It's archaic, and I I really don't like it. Um, I think Game Informer has a sim a similar system. Uh, to that, um, I if I I'm I remember do you I don't do you do you remember Game Pro Joe? Oh yeah, remember the Game Pro magazines? Oh yeah. So Game Pro was a a, a one to five system, kind of like the five star. Yeah. I, uh, I used to get the system. 
Yeah, so it was, you know, it was the little the guy sleepy, the sleepy guy, the nice guy or or the or the board guy and then the okay guy and then the guy with his hair standing up and then the guy going crazy. So that was like a, a very easy to understand one through five with a with an image. It, it was perfect. That rating system was perfect. And I think that after a while, um, I think it was late 90s, they started doing the point fives, like 4.5 uh you know 3.5 and whatnot so uh, uh that's fine but then uh, again you you're right in in that in 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 saying that they they could just go around some of the game's issues instead of pointing pointing them out directly uh in a in an objective way so i i agree with you on that yeah yeah man we'll see how it goes yeah uh joel that's all i have you don't have anything else man take us home I will. Guys, thank you for so much for listening to this episode of No Low Time. It's our pleasure to take time out to talk to you about all things we love, and we want to make sure you stay connected to us. So go ahead and give us a follow on social media, at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. We also want to make sure that's really, really, really important that the way you keep getting all of our episodes is by subscribing. So go ahead and subscribe to the show, whether you're listening to us. Uh, you can be listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or you can also watch us on YouTube. Subscribe to us there. And if you're an iTunes subscriber, go ahead and drop us a review. That always helps out. In addition to all of that, we want to make sure you guys know that you can always send in your feedback, questions, comments, and sometimes we even address it here on the show. So shoot an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com. Guys, again, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode here on No Low Time. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you again next week.